We may never know, Uther. I intend to live forever. How dare you show your face here? Uh, faces. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at that, you idiot! A lot of story there, a lot of lore uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing. I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 82, the show hosted by lore junkies and racing fanatics of different sorts. Each episode will check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft, one or two, two topics at a time. My name is Allie, the one who's having too much fun with Eastern Kingdom's Cup, except for Gilneas. Very disappointed in it. And today I'm joined by the one who finished a different type of race. It's Jin. Sure did. I finished. Cool. What'd you do? Well, I... As you probably heard, if you uh, have listened to the previous episode, I did the Portland Marathon. It was not my best time for a marathon. That's okay. Um, It was a slightly more challenging course than I was used to. Well, I really am still pretty low on my number of marathon counts. Uh, So far, only three. Uh, And this was uh, three hours and 19 minutes and 45 seconds that I finished in. So... It's a good time. It's a good time. It's great. It's, it's, it's still a fantastic time. Yeah, it's a great especially time given even. like the the hills and everything. Oh yeah, yeah. There's even a sign. Yeah, I will say the Portland Marathon does one one thing uh, really well, and that's their signage. Uh, they had a lot of fun ones. Like after about mile twenty one, there was literally a sign that they put up. It wasn't just a fan that had the the sign up. It was literally them, and it said, "Farts after this point should not be trusted." <laughs> Wow. Yeah, if you've uh, ever done a really long distance race, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Another good one that I saw was obviously the Mile 22 Hill that was literally brought to the brought to you by the local like army uh, freaking recruiters or whatever. And I'm like, of course you would, you (laughs) jackasses. Ah, yes, Mile 22 Hill, the hill that forced me to walk for a bit because oof, that hill hurt. Uh, So. Yeah, that's what I did. But yeah, it was a good time. Had a wonderful time. And in fact, uh, old Burkhart came out and uh, apparently was live streaming the thing in Discord. He sure was. <laughs> we were having a grand old time. We were all chatting in Discord, like following his old tracker and talking about it and cheering him on. And then Burke actually like live streamed like for a good, I don't know, five or ten minutes before you actually cross the finish line. So we're like, is that him? No, is that him? No. Like, <laughs> I, and I knew what color your shoes were going to be. So I'm like, you got to watch out for the shoes and the beard. Look for the shoes and the beard. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah I mean, it looked like a lot of fun when I finally finished. and was like, what is all this then? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was awesome. So uh, I honestly, I'm just going to say thanks for everyone for cheering me on in the Discord because... That, that was all sorts of fun, warm and fuzzies when I saw that everyone was talking and chatting in there. So uh, y'all are amazing. Uh, again, if you want to see the, the cute love fest, that's discord.livelaughlore.com. Because uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it again in December. So <laughs> hop in there. It's going to be going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, I uh, went and saw another concert uh, just last night. It was great. Saw the Lumineers again. Beautiful, Woo-hoo. beautiful show. Uh, checked out a the the venue 
of course, you, you know, it's one of those kind of like like goofy names where they literally call it the venue. And I'm like, OK, <laughs> all right. <laughs> is this your third time seeing them now? No, it was my second. It would have been oh, my okay. third. COVID not ruined oh, the world. That's right. That's what it is. Yes. COVID ruined the world, as everyone is aware. And uh, it also ruined my uh, concert that I was going to go see them in San Diego at the sports arena. So literally just like a couple miles from where I used to live. Uh, it would have been great. But no, they said, screw you. Screw you, Jin. You is you specifically. Um, okay. COVID <laughs> <laughs> was out to screw Jin. <laughs> You all hear her. It first. was overkill. I'm just saying, they like they could have just done something <laughs> like blown a tire on the way to the airport or something silly like that. But no, I had to shut the whole world down <laughs> just to keep me from seeing a concert. It's ridiculous, <laughs> universe. Why are you doing that to me? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anyway, Allie, uh, that's enough about me and my running and enjoying uh, great music. What have you been up to? Well, I've been doing the Eastern Calendar Cup. Which has been like as someone whose first character was a dwarf uh-huh. and second character was a human who is now Morgan. And I just I spent more time in Eastern Kingdoms. I almost said Eastern Calendar. Eastern Kingdoms than in Calendar. And so being able to go through to the different zones, you know, I quested in back in the day is very it's kind of sentimental, you know, going through those again, hearing the music and getting to zoom zoom through them so that was really fun and most of the races are pretty doable a couple of them are a little tricky but okay iron forged trees were pissing me off it's because they have like five have polygons like, you have to like well you have to like a thread between two of them and it's tricky sometimes but like more doable than some of the other ones in Calendor. but man Gilneas that timer is real tricky in Gilneas you sure so you want close. Gilneas I'm, back I'm just saying I like, do sounds like Gilneas I do sucks. and I would fix this race um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really close. Like I, I have one more, I have gold reverse to get, and then I'm done. Like I already got silver reverse, just gold reverse. And then I'm done with the cup. So that was cool. And I started doing some of the Warcraft rumble cross promotion event, which oh, is yeah. really fun. It's really cool to see because like, I'm loving the hell out of Warcraft rumble. And so seeing like the little minis in the game, I'm just like, ah, it's that one. It's, it's the cool. It's the huntress. Like, it's just like. I get excited. Yeah, yeah. I, I think my broke. Uh, I tried to do it, and it was like I, I like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It was like, oh, go find the coin, and you know, it's just right there. And then it gave me that quest again, and it was like, go find the coin. I'm like, the coin's not there. And then I logged out, and I was like, I'm, I'm mad at you. It's busted. So, <laughs> not already, quest, quest just gotta go find a different one. Quest broke. Just go find a different one. It's fine. I don't know where it it's is. Fine. Can't find it. It's, it's around. No, nope, can't find it. They're, they're around, I promise. I've I seen don't believe them. you. Yeah, I look. Okay. Well, it sounds like a gin problem. It sounds like the game broke and the universe is manifesting more things to okay. mess with my fun. <laughs> so, uh, whatever. Uh, that's all I got to say. Okay. I, got the, I got the real game, so I don't care. Uh, I don't care about some cross-promotion things. I'll just play the oh, real game. So excited. I, I, I'm having... It's so nice, too, because like it's easy to pick up and put down. Because every match is so short. And so for breaks or whatever, like it just, it's so lovely. It's great. Yeah, sometimes you wish it was longer because you freaking draw and you're like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Like all I have to literally do is breathe. 
on the enemy hero. Just just breathe on them and it would die. But no, draw. I'm like, mm, bad words. Yep, so. yep, I've been there. I'm like, just go yep. more. Give me that. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> One more fireball. Come on. Um, but yeah, so it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, and other news. Something I forgot to mention, and I feel really bad about this, is about a month ago, I actually guested on Thrall's Balls and didn't actually say it. So, hey, everyone. I guessed on episode 106 of Thrall's Balls. And it was now granted that that show is not safe for work. So just, just so all have a heads up. But I think, the, a great I time. think the title of the show kind of gave that away. I mean, it does kind of give it away. <laughs> Thrall's Balls. I mean, they're everywhere. But um, <laughs> but that was really fun. And our, our D&D buddy, our, our partner in crime, Mr. Berserker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unshackle no. Fury celebrate eight years. They sure did. Eight years, like today. Well, he announced yesterday. I don't know. Today, he announced it today because the show came out and uh, Shieldwall from Starring Zone. Yep. Uh, guested on, and I'm so excited to listen to this. I'm, I'm about halfway through. It's I good. have it downloaded. I haven't started yet. It's but good. I'm, it's good. So, Berserker, <laughs> happy eight years. It's a big deal. Everyone go listen to it. It's good times. There you go. There's there's your. There's your popper sounds or whatever. Okay. Buzz, buzz. I don't know. <laughs> buzz, buzz, berserker. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> we get to see him soon. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. So am I. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be good. That's about it. That's, that's, that's all I got. That's it. Well, that's it for you. That's it for me. So let's do this thing. Nothing beats a brew shared between friends. Holy shit, it's actually brew this time. Can you meet, Can you believe it? It is brew. It's been a while since I've done brew. It's like, you know what? It's time. It's time. It's time. And uh, We're so, probably drinking different brews, though. you damn brews right. Brews are tricky. Yeah, damn right yeah. we are. I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to get some, some pumpkin. Right? So, uh, so I got pumpkin. What pumpkin did you get? I also got pumpkin. So I got actually the one I was talking about, um, Elysian Night Owl Pumpkin Ale. And the, the the cover of the box is all like kind of, kind of spooky. It's got like the big like Halloween looking moon with like the black and the owl and everything. And it's actually a really damn good pumpkin ale. Like I, I personally wish it was a little stronger, but taste wise, it's pretty dang good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you drinking? I also, like I said, have a pumpkin. So I got the dogfish head pumpkin ale. Mm, that's a good. I've had that one actually. Yeah. That one's really good. This one's very good. So. Pun, pumpkin, pumpkin ale. Oh yeah, look at that. There's no, there's no M in there. It's pumpkin. Like it's pumpkin. Yeah. Okay. It's it's punk, but yeah, it's like it is. It's it a is. punk pumpkin. Uh huh. And this is the brown ale brewed with pumpkin and spices. Twelve fluid ounce can, seven percent alcohol by volume. And there you go. That is the dogfish head. There's no frou-frou language. I had to frou-frou it up myself. I know. I was looking for frou-frou language, and all I got was um, all the delicious things they put into it, that, which you can actually smell, which is nice. Yeah. It has a nice aroma to it, and it, it smells like fall, and it's award-winning. Yeah, I'm happy it actually finally felt like fall today. It was actually Did it? kind of nice. cool-ish, as opposed to yesterday that was in the 90s, and I'm like, you suck. <laughs> Yeah, we're finally hitting an average of like seven between seventy and seventy-five. The mornings are really cool though, which is nice. So yeah, yeah, it's been it's been getting better. It's been getting better. So uh, bring on the bring on the real fall. Thank you, weather. I appreciate that. I'd like that. But that's but I guess speaking of bringing that's... on the real fall, should I do the Patreon? Should I do the Patreon? 
because that's the real fall. It to is. That's where that's where that's where, that's where autumn is. Is this for Patreon? I don't know. I'm just because <laughs> you know why? Because our patrons are just they make us feel warm and fuzzy and cozy, much like autumn does. There you go. Yep. See, Allie fixed it. it. <laughs> Allie fixed it. And I was just saying things that literally made no sense. And she's like, I'm going to take this ridiculousness and I got put you. a spin got to you. it. And basically be like, you know how it feels like when you wear a nice, warm and cozy blanket uh, all wrapped up. And you got the hot chocolate. That's, that's what the Patreons makes feel like. And I'm like, you know, what? I'll take it. That sounds good. Yeah. Speaking of which. <laughs> hello. Do you like supporting shows that talk about the hobbies and interests that you're also into? Well, yes, I do. Do we keep you entertained while you're busy adulting? Eh, sometimes. Do you find yourself laughing at our crazy predictions and tinfoil hat theories? Eh, sometimes. Uh, If you've answered yes to any of those questions, stay tuned until the end of the show to find out how you can keep this show and our silly habits going. Ooh, and I have a button. Uh, I don't know, should I even press this button? I just got an um here in the notes, so... (laughs) We might just... We might just move on Press it for the sake of it. No, press it for the sake of it. It'll be two seconds. Okay. How am I supposed to live, laugh, love in these conditions? Um. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it is. Okay, so if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we like to bring up the ABK news. You know, we are big supporters of not sweeping things under the rug, calling crap out, all that jazz. It's been pretty quiet on that news front. Um, The ABK merger... We're kind of in wait mode. Actually, as I am editing this, it's been announced that the acquisition went through. So there you go. I'm sure we'll talk about this a whole lot more on the next episode. Um, Okay, back to the show. Because the deadline's coming up on the 18th, if I remember right. So um, there's nothing for this section and we can move on. Moving on, because I don't have any thoughts like the notes say. So, uh. Here we go. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? Well, we are getting into a very exciting time for the Warcraft community. It's that sweet, sweet pre-patch and pre-BlizzCon time. This means we are getting data mining information. We're getting possible leaks. We're getting speculations and all this is flowing like a flood. If you open your internet browser to anything Warcraft related, you're you're seeing it. It's just all out there. All out there. Now, we're going to get into some of this today. It's going to be mostly stuff from 10.2. I'm focusing more on that now because uh, there's things I want to talk about, and that's the newest bit of information. And there's some implications for the future in here as well. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. And if you're someone that doesn't want to hear any of this business, this may be an episode you may want to come back to. Totally understand. At least after 10.2 drops, they come back to this episode. So we'll go ahead and play the spoiler bumper here, just in case you are one of those people. I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs indeed. Yes. Spoiler warning. Done. Okay. Jen and I have talked about something else that we could do for this episode. And we may be saying that for next episode. We'll, we'll see as we get closer to BlizzCon time. But people are playing the 10.2 PTR and they found new lore books. I'm a sucker for these. Pretty sure Jen is as well. Yes. And <laughs> these are particularly interesting. 
I'm, I'm excited. We've been saying for a while that we would like to have a better understanding about the Emerald Dream, Emerald Trees, things of that nature. Unintended pun there. These books seem to be doing just that. Maybe, maybe. We're going to read them. There's three books and we're going to talk about them as we go. I'm, I saw this and I wasn't going to do this show or do it you know, for this show. But I couldn't not because I'm really excited about this and I want to talk about it. And Jen's fun to talk about things with. So there. That is in my nature. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 okay. So this first one is called The Legend of Alunir? Alunahir? How do you think you said that? Alunahir. Sure. I like it. I will start off by saying... It says, like, in the beginning, the very first part, that this might be more legend than history, but I think there might be some facts in it. So, uh, Jin's going to read this for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, gather around, boys and girls, grab your pumpkin ale if you uh, so uh, decide to partake, and uh, let's sit back and relax and enjoy this Or one. a cozy drink. Yeah, cozy drink. I don't know. Happy cider. Uh, hot cocoa. Uh, you get the idea. Uh, there you go. Picture painted. Here we go. <laughs> As we gather to defend Emir Drissel, we cannot help but recall the tragic fates of world trees past. Those lost to sacrifice, to corruption, to flame. Yet there is an ancient tale, some claim it merely a legend, that tells of an earlier world tree that also met a sorrowful fate. Though it lived only a short time, its legacy endures. Long before the first dragons drew breath, Azeroth was conquered by writhing horrors that plummeted from the skies and infested our world, the old gods. How long the reign of their black empire lasted, we cannot know. Surely it must have been a time of unimaginable suffering. But at long last, there came hope. The brave titan Agamar discovered Azeroth, shining like a beacon in the great dark. As he gazed upon the beauty and power of its slumbering soul, he realized it was imperiled. He told the other members of the Pantheon how the world they sought had been corrupted by the old gods. The Titans gathered to eradicate this dark influence. Seeking to bring hope and healing, our patron Titan Ianar crafted a gift given to her by Elun, a branch of g g g g Ganir. <laughs> a branch of Ganir, the mother world tree. The Titan believed that the influence of life would drive the darkness away. So she reached down her hand and shaped the soil of Azeroth, planting the branch where it could be fed by river and sky. The branch swiftly grew into a tree, its roots extending deep, deep below the surface. Ianar smiled where everywhere the roots stretched, new life emerged. She called the tree Elunahir, in honor of her great love. When Amonthul saw what Ianar had done, he chided her, This is not order, he bellowed. You have infected this world with uncontrolled chaos. The High Father took hold of the world tree's trunk and tore it from the earth. Ianar wept bitter tears that rained down upon the resulting crater. But as she peered down upon the sundered earth, the Titan realized a truth she did not share with the High Father. Though he had destroyed the tree, its winding roots still held firm beneath the soil, hidden from Amonthul's gaze. 
As the forces of the Titans waged war against the Black Empire, Eonar bid her keeper, Freya, to watch over the crater and nature and nurture the life that blossomed there. Below, gr blah, 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 blah. Below ground, the roots fed upon the tears of Eonar and grew strong. The war was long, but in the end, the Titans claimed victory, and Eonar was pleased, knowing Elune's legacy would endure. It is said that much later, as the world entered a new age, mysterious guardians arrived who dedicated their lives to protecting the roots. But that is a tale for another time. Now let us stand with our allies and defend Amirdrasil, crown of harmony. Together we will preserve this symbol of hope, this symbol of the future. So we're not sure who wrote this, but it's interesting to hear talk of someone from the realm of order having such an impact tied to the realm of nature. You know, we talk about the connection of Winter Queen and Elune. What about Eonar and Elune? Because Eonar's spirit hidden a world called Elunaria, which, you know, people have speculated that has something to do with Elune. And that was after Sargeras killed the Pantheon, right? Yes. And it said in, in this, like, the, the war is long, but in the end, the Titans claimed victory and Eonar was pleased knowing Elune's legacy would endure. Yes. And something I picked out too, like right now when you're reading this, this was named, what did, what did you say? Eluna Eluna year? Eluna 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 here. Eluna here. There you go. Eluna here. Sure. Eluna here. In honor of her great love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Did Eonor uh, and Eluna have a little, a little something something on the side? I don't know anyone named Ahir. So. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Like that might explain a lot. I'm just, I just put that together when you're reading. I'm like, wait a second, love, her great love. Now, granted, it's not a capital L. I don't know if that makes a difference or not, but th there's, there's a stronger connection between those two than I think I had realized. Yeah, and, and that just leads more. Honestly, that just, that just adds more to the questions for me. Of. Okay, we know ENR is a Titan, obviously. What exactly is a loon? Where is that tie in there? Is she, I mean, it sounds like she is somehow closely aligned, if not f originally from the realms of life, right? Not necessarily the Emerald Dream specifically, because it sounds like the Emerald Dream is just a portion, right? One of the realms of within the realms of life. One of the oh, we'll, we'll get to that. That's the next book. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that's well, just, <laughs> just rambling. And that's that's kind of how but yeah, what their connection is, I don't know, but they're very, very close clearly because it's, you know, and they're, they're like practically I mean, if someone showed me a picture of ENR before I'd ever heard about the Titans and things like that, I would have guessed that's a loon. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I would have guessed she, I would not have guessed order. I would have guessed something dealing with nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I think the, the thing that actually jumps out to me the most is when you tie the, the cosmology chart that came from the shadow of the Grimoire of the Shadowlands to right. this, where specifically Amon Thule said, this is not order, right? Because life and order are kind of on the opposite sides, right? Because life is just this, you know, if you think about it, it's the this outgrowth, it's constant, it's it's crazy, it's wild. You know, unchecked, it, it does crazy things. Kind of like why, you know, uh, Agrimar, Agrimar? Yeah, Agrimar 
stepped in to, you know, tamp down the the crazy out of control life uh, on Draenor, right? That was life yeah. unchecked. That was that was chaos, like like Amontool was talking about, right? And I just think that's kind of cool. And so, by the way, um, what do you think the crater is? I I mean, didn't it say in here? No, it just said it was a crater. Or did my did my brain just assume? Well, I probably you probably. I'm, I'm assuming it's in Goro. Yeah, yeah, it's in Goro. Like that's my. Like I don't know what else it would be. Like that's a perfect. I mean, Brea was supposed to like help watch over things and. Yeah, and that was like the. It's a crater. It was a crater, and it was also one of the like petri dishes of life, right? And if that's where they had planted it, and freaking Amatul Budface, you know, ripped out the tree, so good night. Get now, yeah, can we can we talk about that for a second? Like, what's with Amon Tuhul and his desire to rip things out of Azeroth? That's what I want to know, because this is not the first time he's done that. Uh, actually, that might have been the first time he did it. I mean, you don't, you don't know. I mean, maybe that was the first time he did it. Maybe maybe Eonar uh, is a little like, you know, friggin' Staghelm before Staghelm, and she's like, you know what'll fix everything? Trees. <laughs> Trees maybe. fix everything. And she's like, I'm going to plant this boop right there. And Amontool probably was like, dude, tree ain't going to fix it. That's not even order. You've just introduced chaos unchecked. That's, I don't know. Amontool seems like, uh, this definitely does not paint him in the best of lights. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what came first. Not not the chicken or the egg, but the... Yeah, uh, did, did he rip y- out Ysarge or, Ysarge or, the, or the tree? <laughs> or this There's tree. No way to know. <laughs> but I want to know. But there's no well. I would say, I would say that this took place before, because it even says as the forces of the Titans waged war against the Black Empire, right? Because the the, tit- the force of the Titans yeah, waged war. Yeah, they were still at war. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they Good hadn't call. quite locked up the old gods yet, and because uh, one, and yes, ripping Yasarj or every say that uh, out of the planet was like first one that he did. Seems like Eonar was like, I'm gonna plant this tree right here. I'm gonna plant it. And it's gonna fix everything. <laughs> and honestly, maybe that would have uh screwed everything up if you think about it. Right? She may have accidentally turned everything, maybe she would have like accidentally turned Azeroth into Draenor with the freaking the the Everbloom. Right? Maybe. I mean, cause she she took a branch directly from the mother tree, which Going off of the kind of the way that this is like, if you think about the timeline and how everything's going on, there's there's no world trees yet. There's just this mother world tree that clearly exists somewhere in the realms of life. Like I'm almost getting like freaking Norse Norse mythology of like whatever the you know it's the you know the the tree that uh, yeah could very well be. I don't remember it off the top of my head. It's some. It sounds like a world tree. It's, it's named very similar to an actual world tree. Um. Anyway, but it's like you know, just go watch Thor one. <laughs> he explains it. <laughs> right. Yeah, and it's like these are the different the nine realms and things like that, and it's like that's that's kind of the the, the in how I'm feeling about the realms of life. Maybe all of it is. You know how the Shadowlands were like, oh, it's all tied back to, you know, Oribos and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's that's the central hub and everything goes out. The realms of life are probably all just branches off of this mother tree. 
right? It's, it's most likely how I, my guess would be how Blizzard is going to write this in. Because it's also where the wild gods, especially uh, Aviana, I believe, is where that's where she just hung out. That's where she she lived is on the, the boughs of the, the mother tree, if I remember correctly, which yes. I think I do. You do. Yeah, and I think Malfurion had to visit her there, her there once. Yeah, I don't remember. There was someone that had to go talk to her. That actually might have been freaking Red Dragon Face. I don't remember his name. Um, Coriolis Trez. There you go. I think I think Coriolis Trez had to go talk to her. I don't know. I didn't look that up. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just think that's that's freaking cool. Um, the fact that you have a the tree planted, and then obviously Amatul being a jerk face. Uh, ripping it out, but uh, again, it's hard to argue. I don't, I don't know all the details. I don't know what the counterfactual would be if he had, if it was left there. Maybe it just would have been uh, uncontrolled chaos, like the Everbloom. So, who knows? I guess we'll never know. I guess we'll never know. I was trying to look at the cosmology chart and compare, like, look at the cosmology chart of the one we got from Shadowlands versus the one we got from uh, Chronicles originally. Mm-hmm. And we know, like, it's it's all it's a whole big thing, and it's not necessarily a two D thing. It could be more like three D and multiple, you know, <laughs> layers and whatnot. That Farine was telling us all, all that jazz, right? Right. But in one of these charts, I believe the it's the original Warcraft one. I'd have to look it up. Google is being not helpful right now. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> order and nature are like right next to each other. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So I guess, I mean, it, uh, in, in that way, it makes sense. It also makes sense that, like, life needs to be ordered, you know, as you talked about. Otherwise, you get another Draenor. So it makes yeah. sense that someone on the Pantheon would be in charge of ordering that life. Yeah, because it, it was yeah. specifically, it was life and death that were flip-flopped in, right. in, in, the, yeah. in, the, the, in the chart. Um, because, yeah, if you think about it, death, stasis, you know, no, just nothing. It's pretty orderly. Yeah. Right, right. Pretty orderly, so eh, I get it. And for those who don't know, going back to this mother world tree, whatever, Ganir is the domain of the wild god Aviana. Hey, look, that you mentioned. <laughs> yep. So it is located in the Emerald Dream. It is the tallest tree atop the tallest peak, with its fruit containing the seeds of all Azerothian trees. All right. So that's interesting. Uh, Ganir. Is supposedly the first thing that Freya shaped within the Emerald Dream, according to Wowpedia, at this time of our knowledge. That could all be changing, who we don't know yet. Yeah, that seems off now. Yeah, right. We'll get to that. Uh, it was a source of healing and balance that extended beyond the dream and into the physical world. And it serves as an afterlight for all winged creatures of Azeroth, including dragons. Okay, all right. Which is cool. Kind of makes sense that it would be brought up in Dragonflight, you know? Yes. And Ganir, the, the tree itself, died when Aviana was killed by the Burning Legion during the War of the Ancients. But then in Cataclysm, Aviana was eventually resurrected. And then she worked on restoring restoring Ganir. And I believe at this point, Ganir is restored. I don't know. That, to my knowledge. Yeah. And, and that's, that's hard to nailed down, especially saying that they took a branch of Ganir before the Emerald Dream may have even existed. Like, like because this is where things get really confusing 
or not just me, but probably everyone in the community, where they start talking about the Emerald Dream before it was shaped and things along those lines, because for the longest time, what is the Emerald Dream is a backup copy of Azeroth. Well... Right, that was our understanding. Before Azeroth was ever, quote-unquote, ordered, what was the dream? Because obviously it was there. Ianar's plucking branches, you know, doing a little pruny prune to... And to graft it off of that and go put it over here and make a world tree, right? So I think this Ganir lore that we have here is probably about to change. Like there's a... Yeah, might be a little outdated. I smell a retcon coming, is what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting new information. That's what happens. Yeah, it's... uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Ganir in the Emerald Dream is just a portion of the true mother tree or something. But maybe, that I don't know, because the fact that they were able to take a portion of it before Freya or Ianar or um, whatever her freaking, it's the new boss in the 10.2. I don't remember her name off the top of my head. Nimue. N- hey, I remember. Nimue. Nimue. Good job. Before the three of them got their little paws on it to, to do some stuff. I, there's a tree so you know that's, that's there's, there's lots of questions that i've got got kind of rat, rattling around in my head now i'm like well, I'm not sure this is making 100 sense there buddy so ha, come on stevie D. answer answer me what's what's happening i mean to be fair <laughs> this gunier knowledge is just what we have at this point this book itself as i said in the beginning that particular book was more supposedly based on legend. Sure, sure. But like I said, there could have been some truth to it, so... Yeah, I mean, it's... Who knows? I mean, now that Chronicle is like, it's from the Titan's point of view. Right, now we have to wrestle with... It's not really the the gospel truth anymore. It's now the Titan's point of view. <laughs> We're like, okay. Thanks for, thanks for leaving you guys room for interpretation <laughs> to basically add more or change things you jerks uh i will be buying another chronicle volume four i guess whenever it comes out oh i can't oh please please yes anyways you're for the next book yeah i think i can i think i can handle that Wait, what's the All next right, book so the next book is called On the Nature of the Dream Oh the Nature of the Dream okay this is my name which goes stuff. into the origin of the Emerald Dream. This is something. So let's read it. All right. Uh, I'm going to see. I'm going to tamp my tamp my expectations. Get it down. I mean, it says the nature of the dream. Is it going to answer any of the questions that I have? No, of course not. <laughs> but anyway, let's see if my expectations are wrong. I have spent ages here within the Emerald Dream, exploring its reaches and basking in its tranquility. Yet the more I experience, the more what I perceive seems to be at odds with lessons taught to us by the Titan Keepers. Ha ha ha! Uh-huh. <laughs> Thus, I am compelled to share my feelings here. Come on, t- tell me, tell me, tell me, Howard. Not to stir dissident or to claim my theories are immutable truths, but to encourage others to ponder these subjects for themselves. It's good shit. Right here, I like this. I like this. Time to ponder. It has been said that the dream was created by Keeper Freya. It has been said that. In fact, I myself yeah. have said that. <laughs> That's what we knew. Acting on behalf of her patron, Ianar. And yet, 
I have noticed that the Titans' acolytes do not speak of something as finished until it has been ordered. So did they truly create the dream or merely discover it, seeing its vibrancy as chaos to which they were compelled to bring structure? Seeking an answer, I have spoken to many spirits who inhabit the dream, dryads, ancients, grove keepers, and others. None of them tell of a Titan creating the dream. Instead, they speak of the first spirits awakening long ago within its wilds in lands as beautiful and free as they are today. In parentheses, though I wonder, since time has little meaning here, whether the those born of the dream truly think in terms of past or present. Time is not a construct of life, apparently. <laughs> Unless this was here, did I mean? Okay, like pause here for a second. Uh huh. By the end of this, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's a member of the Green Dragon fight that wrote this. It could have been Ysera while she was in Ardenweald. Could have been. Could have been. Anyway, we'll give. Okay, get back, back to it. We have also been told that the dream is a sort of framework for life on Azeroth. Yes, yes, we have been told uh-huh, that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it is true that we can see reflections of our world within the dream. Yet while it is clear these realms share a bond, is one a copy of the other? Or might both be reflections, each informing the shape of its counterpart? Many times I have shrugged off the call of sleep and taken wing to explore the distant reaches of the dream. The farther I flew, the greater the wonders I beheld. Life took forms strange and unfamiliar, bizarre, impossible plants and trees, creatures unlike any I beheld before. Perhaps the dream is bound not only to Azeroth, but to realms not yet discovered. Is it a reflection of those places too? At these far reaches, I felt the presence of entities whose power seemed vast and unknowable, akin to the Titans themselves. Had I reached the edges of the dream where it flows into the realms of life? Are they one and the same? Truly, I cannot say, for as waves of joy and contentment washed over me, I could no longer resist the call of sleep. I awoke back at the eye of Isera, wondering if I had experienced a dream within the dream. It seems clear that the servants of the Titans wish the dream to stay unchanging, at least unchanged by any hands but theirs. Yet the very nature of life is one of change, is it not? Things are born, live, and die. But life itself goes on. Perhaps life was never meant to be ordered, to be static and unchanging. The Titan's servants do not seem to understand that life and death are sisters bound together in a great cycle. Do they not wish to see this truth? Or is it beyond their fundamental nature to perceive it? If we dragons see it, then it can only mean that we are touched not just by life and order, but by other forces as well. And if dragons are a product of power great and small, being eternally intertwined, then so much then so must all mortals be. Perhaps Azeroth herself was touched by all these forces. Or could she be their true source? Some things are beyond knowing. Some things are meant to only be pondered in dreams. Thanks, Stevie D, for that last bit. I don't like that part. <laughs> <laughs> no, some things are meant to be told, especially when it's in a video game. All right, you can just tell me. That's fine. It's, it's totally cool. <laughs> you can just be like, this is how it works. It's totally fine. You're allowed to just tell me. So, uh, that was cool. I like that. I like this book. This is a good book. It's, it's really, I feel, uh, uh it's very interesting. Like this is, I read this one. I was like, oh, well, we're going to have to talk about this. This is the show now. Like, this is what we're doing. 
like, I feel like we've mostly heard about the Emerald Dream and how it relates to Azeroth. I thought it was really interesting to think about it as a possibly being connected to other realms because it's such an Azeroth-focused universe, right? And so when you hear about Azeroth, you know, the Emerald Dream could be not just about Azeroth. It just opens everything up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's kind of where I've started to think about the dream and things along those lines because it really started obviously in Shadowlands because you know when you find out that we had like night warriors from other uh, realms planets whatever right and so they obviously were involved with Elune and Elune was obviously very much tied into the realms of life so clearly there was a connection to these other realms maybe that's how the connection was there right because it's because if you think about the Titans, like what's the problem? It's like, oh, they're in the Great Dark Beyond. They're in space, everybody. They're just walking through space, right? That was the thing. They were just blah blah blah. They're just walking through there. Uh, clearly, Eonar didn't have that problem because she was connected to all of these other these other uh, you know planets, basically other realms, as as friggin' Ysera, possibly uh, whoever was writing this was talking about how uh, the further she flew. Or the further they flew, I don't necessarily know uh, uh, who was writing this. We don't know. They were seeing bizarre and things that they have never seen before. They're like, this is crazy. It's like, is this just bleeding into the realms of life? Is this another another planet entirely, basically, that it's connected, that the, the realm is connected to? So that's where I'm like, OK, it's almost it's almost a lot like the Twisting Nether, how they describe it, how they can kind of like go between the different like, like Draenor and right. Azeroth yeah. through the Twisting Nether. Where it's like it kind of touches in a very weird, like wormholey kind of bending reality type way. Right. Cats got the dream kind of sounded like a little bit to me, too. And that's how and that would kind of explain how there would be people or other races across other planets that were also worshiping a loon if their planet was also connected to the dream in that way. Yeah. So, okay, that's cool. I'm. I like that. That's fun. That's a that's a fun idea. So I don't know. What what are, you, what are your thoughts on that, uh, Allie? Did we, what else jumped out to you when we were going through that? Well, a couple of different things. First off, again, we're seeing there might be more Titan influence on the Emerald Dream than what at least I originally thought there would be. Like, what are your thoughts on this Titan influence? Yeah, the Titan influence. I mean, it it, it seems it, it's I don't know, it's it's a little confusing. Because the Emerald Dream, obviously, like if I were to make any kind of guesses, I would say, oh, the, the Emerald Dream is just that's just the Feywilds, but in, you know, in, in Warcraft instead of D&D, right? Because it has a bit of a, um, I would say, a feature of the Feywilds is that it's very easy to get lost in them, right? Because it, this, you know, this dragon, this green dragon, whoever it was, was talking about how you know, they would go as far and far and far as they could. And then eventually they just, they, they couldn't fight the sleep any longer, fell asleep. And every single time they woke up, they're back in the eye of Sarah. Right. So it's like, doesn't right. matter how far they tried to travel. They were always back to where they started. And it's like, that's, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, it's almost, it, it, it almost reminds me of the freaking like crazy garden thing or whatever that they are trying to, um, you know, or, I don't remember the name of it on top, but you know, the dungeon with the freaking like, oh, you got to go through the freaking lost woods almost. (laughs) 
But it's just that get that vibe of like it's unknowable all of the, the, the everything it's and it's like wild crazy untamed life to the point that right it and i think that's also where they were it, it, it talked about in the beginning like let me at least scroll back up here all right 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 here so did they truly create the dream or merely discover it seeing its vibrancy as chaos to which they were compelled to bring structure all right did they discover it all right um and i think the answer there is, is almost definite yes Right. The dream clearly yeah. existed before the Titans did anything with it. Right. And then that's that kind of goes back to the idea where it's like, um, oh, where to go? Do, 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 do. Yeah, we've been told that the dream is sort of a framework for life on Azeroth. And is it true that we can see uh, and it is true that we can see reflections on our world within the dream? Yet, while it is clear these realms share a bond, is one a copy uh, of the other? Or might both be reflections, each uh, informing the shape of its counterpart? And I think that's much closer to what's going on. Now, obviously, there are older things in the texts and stuff like that, like the fact that Malfurion talked about the different layers of the dream. That um, is that just something that they're going to go, just, just... No, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'd be curious to see if they just kind of retcon that away. Um, or maybe every like perceived layer that Malfurion perceived. Yep. Um, maybe, you know, they're each one represents a different realm. Yeah, that, that could also be right. Did he somehow traverse a different realm through the dream, right? Or the, the realms of life. You know, it's almost like putting it this way. It's like, okay, the Emerald Dream, or what we know it, that's Meldraxxus, right? And the only way to get to uh, Oribos is through Meldraxxus. It's like, no, that's not true. You can also go from Bastion, or from Ravendrath, or from Ardenweald. So maybe you're right. That's maybe that's what he was. Maybe that's what they'll basically say is like, oh, well, the the layers were just the other realms. Well, it could be. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, be. considering that, you know, his teacher was literally, you know, the son of Eonar. <laughs> right. Or sorry, Elune. There you go. Elune, yeah. Elune, who knows the friggin', you know, the realms of life better than probably anyone in the lore right now. So. Of course, she's well, literally the part of the. According to the Grimoire of the Shadowlands, Elune is the member of the Pantheon of Life. Whatever that means. Well, it, I have other points, but on that note, there I want to skip to one of my other points. There's a line that I caught when you were reading it, when it says, "I felt the presence of entities whose power seemed vast and unknowable, akin to the Titans themselves." Yeah, Pantheons so, of Life. Our, Exactly. I'm. I'm wondering if that's a little hint towards that. Yeah, I, I, I definitely would would think that that is vast and noble, much like the Titans. So it's like, yeah, that would be the the rulers of this realm because it even talked about oh the realms of life and things like that. Uh, it, is it just a portion of it? And I think that it, I think that's the easiest way to to get a grasp of this is that yeah, the Emerald Dream is just a portion of. The realms of life and as this green dragon flippy flapped their way through the emerald dream and tried to you know 
just keep going. You know, just like, what's over here? What's what's beyond this? They just wanted to keep seeing more. And they kept seeing the crazier and wilder different creatures. Yeah, eventually you're like, wow, what the frick is that? I want to know more. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, gotta go night-night. Time to go night-night. <laughs> right. And then they woke their ass up back in the eye of Ysera. So that's a, that's a shame. But it's interesting that they, that they got all that. Curious about that. Yeah, for sure. And something else I noticed is we're seeing more of this questioning, slightly negative vibe about the Titans that we've been seeing in this expansion. You know, they were questioning it, like I said, like a negative vibe about the Titans in this. Like their knowledge and actions are, are kind of called into question. Like it seems like, again, possibly Sarah, whoever Green Dragonflight wrote this, they're there. I mean, they even said at the beginning, like, hey, I'm not trying to stir the, par, the pot here. Like, I'm not trying to make, you know, stir up discontent or whatever. But like, what's uh, what's this, what's Titans? Like, what's going on here? Right. Yeah, it, it definitely seemed like they're saying, um, not trying to throw any shade, but what they have been telling us that I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's incomplete. <laughs> like, did Freya really make them a dream, guys? Like, come, come on. Just, just come on. Yeah, it's like, who created the United States? Well, George Washington and the rest of the founding father. Really? Did they? <laughs> or did they just... About that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the full story (laughs) right 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 well and even later like it they they do straight questioning because it talks about how life and death are sisters aka a lunar winter queen the line from this book says the titan servants do not seem to understand that life and death are sisters bound together in a great cycle do they not wish to perceive this truth or is it beyond their fundamental nature to perceive it like I feel I've, the Titans have to know that Alun and Winter Queen are sisters, right? That life and death are sisters. Like, are they A, not wanting to acknowledge this, or B, are they not wanting their acolytes, their minions, to acknowledge this? I think, I think it's point. actually into in this, what it said. Uh, where, where did you have it? Um, I actually think it's it, it's the latter here. I think it is beyond their fundamental fundamental nature to perceive it. I don't. Th- it just doesn't make freaking sense. Like, what are you talking about? Right. It's, it's to me. It's like these are beings of pure order. Right. If you take them from from the, what are the, the realms of order or whatever, and they stuck them in, into the universe, which that's a that's another question I've had for a long time, where they're like, oh, the planets, they're titan eggs titan eggs and i'm like mm, now that you've added all this extra stuff in here that doesn't really make sense anymore right right titans to me almost sound like the the order version of old gods right they infested worlds basically and used them to basically find a way into reality right that's that's kind of what i've i've had kind of brewing in my head for a while so when they talk about it, it's like you know do they don't want to see this truth I know I think that the Titans are gen- genuinely I think the Titans are doing the best that they can with all the information that they have. It just Fair. it's just that it goes completely against anything that they are. I'm not going to say programmed because I don't want to go down the like oh, the Zavall the jailer. Like, pfft, screw that. Uh, <laughs> I'm just like 
if I was coming from like it, it's I don't, I don't necessarily know how to explain this very well. It's just I don't, like the, it, it's not it's not the best example that I can give, but it is an example. It's like if someone sat me down with, you know, in front of like really complex, like theoretical physicists, like way out there freaking math. Right. Like if, right. if you tried to tell me and under to, to, to grasp actual general relativity, not special relativity, because the strange funny thing is apparently special relativity is easier to understand than general relativity from Einstein. Right. Like that. Would, I just I just couldn't get it. <laughs> like my brain's just going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. I think that's the Titans when they're like, no, life, death and everything. Like, no, that's how it works. Like, what are you talking about? I just think that there is a some type of mental block where they just can't get it. And I think taking it to Warcraft's point of view, it's like Algalon, right? Algalon was just like, I don't get it until he got the actual literal shit kicked out of him. He didn't get it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, because my original thought was because it's talking about how the Titan it's it's referring to the Titan's servants. So the mm -hmm. servants, you know, can't perceive it. And my first thought was, are the Titans really just that good at controlling the narrative? You know, because they're 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 not wanting people to see what they're doing with the Titan Juju water, right? And how they may not be the best. So maybe they're working really hard to control the narrative and make sure the servants can't perceive these things. But you bring up a good point in how they may just not be able to perceive these things. That that makes a lot of sense too. It could also be a little bit of both, right? The, yeah. the last friggin' tranche of lore books that we got was freaking Odin saying X nay on the Earth one's fay. And that was one of my thoughts. Yeah. Because right? I, I think it is a little bit of both where they tend to, and they, as in the Titans, they think us mortals are idiots. Because the because we're expendable. We know it. Well, And also, like, the way our brains and the way our thoughts work probably just don't make sense to them. They're like, what? 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 Right? Because we, we operate on such a smaller, smaller time scale than right. them, too. So they're just like, what on earth are you like nattering about? Right? That doesn't make like calm down. It's fine. And you're like, what are you talking about? Right? It's kind of like freaking like it's like the best example I can give to that, which theirs is even more exaggerated for how long the Titans live. It's freaking you know Mary and Pippin arguing with the Ents, saying like we ain't got time. <laughs> right. Right. And it just it's on us. So, so completely, utterly different that I just think that Odin is like, no, don't tell the freaking monkeys that like, no, they're idiots and they don't. They're just not going to get it right. They're they're dirty, filthy, disgusting, little fleshy things. <laughs> no, they don't need to know. They're mm -mm, just now they don't get to know about the first ones. So don't tell them. And I think that's where I, I think that's what eventually the probably in I'd say three four years time as we're in the probably 12.0 right maybe even time you know I'm getting ready for BlizzCon and I'm getting ready for the 13.0 announcement whatever that may be right it's probably going to be like we found out that the Titans were keeping all these secrets from us and all this different stuff and it's, it's not that they were being you know malevolent or they didn't think that you know it's like it was more of the it's a few good men. We they thought that we couldn't handle the truth. 
They thought that they're, they're just like, no, let them go about their tiny little insignificant lives and just leave the important stuff to us. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably what that, Odin was thinking. It's like I think it makes sense. It's like you're damn right I ordered the code red. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 oh wow. That, that's actually really funny. Odin totally is the Jack Nicholson character. He's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> you damn right I did. <laughs> I'm proud of it too. What are you talking about? It's like you sit up there and you're cozy little thinking you're all safe and everything's fine. It's like, no. It's because me and my Balajar get shit done. (laughs) (laughs) You just don't know about it. Basically. Yeah. Man, that's... Yeah. That's... that's, Oh, man, this is good stuff. It's it's an interesting book. Especially a little hint of, like, ooh, other little entities are hiding over here. They're as powerful as the Titans. Yeah, I like, whenever we get... Life Pantheon. Yeah, I would not be surprised if... We see uh, the Laugh Pantheon coming up real soon here, because at least something about it. Yeah, I, it's like this. It's been hinted at for long enough now that it's like, all right, you can it's, roll it the it's red about carpet. Time. We, come yeah. on, bring it on, bring it on out. All right, should we get the last book? Yeah, I think I think so. I think we got. So we feel good about right it. it. Yeah. All right. Last book we're gonna go over is called the Tragedy of Aranesria. And this one might plan to 1.0 a little more. I'm excited. Mm, all right. Here we go. Uh, Aranethria. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I got it. In the days when the kingdom of dragons was young, brave Aranethria's emerald wings soared above the clouds. The fastest flyer of her day. She was a badass in the, in the Kalimdor Cup. Uh, she feared no enemy. <laughs> Nor would she back down from any challenge. Alas, her courage would be her undoing. Aranethria had flown to the far corners of Kalimdor and back. She had witnessed wondrous sights and loved to share stories of them with her kin. Yet there came a day when Aranethria felt that she had seen all there was to see in the world. She grew bored, restless. Aranethria sought the wisdom of Keeper Tyr. Great Keeper, is there any mystery left for me to discover? Any riddle yet to be solved? Everything you need is here, child. What more could you want to see? What else could you seek to know? Cool wind blew in from the west. The breeze, great keeper. I wish to see the place from whence the winds are born. Here grew solemn. Beyond the storm sea lies only ruin. Stay close to home. Stay close to kin. Tears' warnings hung like a shadow over Aranethria's heart. It clashed again and again with her deep yearning for answers. One bright morning, the green dragon bid farewell to her clutchmates. Fear not, she told them, for I can fly higher than any storm, faster than any thunder. And when I know from whence the winds come, I shall return home and tell you all. And with that, Aranethria soared into the sky. Moons passed, and still more. Yet brave Aranethria did not return. Even Ysera woke from her dreaming to aid in the search, but there was no sign to be found. Most believed that Aranethria was lost in the storming sea, that her mighty wings grew tired and torn by the harsh winds, and that she stumbled into the roiling waters. But some greens claimed that they saw her in their dreams, that she reached a land beyond where she raised a brood of her own. Surely, after all these ages, we must accept the truth of her loss, While we honor her courage, we must remember the wisdom she failed to heed. Beyond the storming sea lies only ruin. 
Stay close to home. Stay close to kin. Beware, beware. The dollar of the sea. No. <laughs> the winds from the west. No. <laughs> it calls hold only doom. For if you take wing across storm and sea, you shall see Aranethria's tomb. And beware, beware me. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. That's 11 out right there. That's. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, first this night's point, I mean, now this. <laughs> exactly. Like, lots and lots of signs of, of pointing to us going west beyond the, the great sea, storming sea, winds of the west and whatnots. So, I'm excited. Like, what, like, so many things about this uh, intrigues me and whatnot. So, for example, what if we go and discover a new group of dragons started by Arinethria? Yeah, that's, that's going to happen. Because, because what if she's like, start, okay, so say, Say she she may have died, probably not. But if she like she didn't, she's over there and made a brood of her own. Who who'd she make a brood with? Mm, well, I mean, seems like every single expansion there's like some new type of dragon that we run across. Like freaking Legion, they had the Storm Drakes. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she shacked up with whatever stone, those uh, stone not, drakes, the not no. dragon dragons, because we got not dwarves over there in. Uh, right. Yeah, like. You know, my, my, my poor little character could have, you know, sailed his happy ass across there. there. It was, you know, maybe I was on the crew with the Night Squall himself, and maybe I found myself a nice dwarf, not dwarf. Uh, so, uh, nothing, nothing saying that you couldn't have a not dragon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> now, here's, here's my thing. I don't like this whole don't question things vibe that Tyr has with this. Oh, yeah. Like what's, what's up, buddy? Why, uh, why, why? Mm, it probably it ties in what what I'm seeing you got here in the notes. So there's some heretics over in Avaloran that Odin is not thrilled of. In fact, he apparently sent a whole bunch of people to their death because he didn't like them so much. Uh, to, to the point that someone had to say, "Dude, I hope this is the last one." <laughs> Right, so we we read about that in the wreckage and and analysis report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, earlier this expansion. Right, and it just seems like whatever was sent there or went there, one or the other, either completely disagreed or pretty fundamentally disagreed with the Titans' vision. Right, I I mean, there's lots of weird little hints that we can point to recently. Um. Most of them come from lore books, but a big one may actually come from the freaking mega dungeon. When, you know, Eridicron said, why do you think they want to keep this timeline? Right? Because it's the Titans that are all in, you know, that eventually said, oh, no, this is the one. Hey, bronze dragonflight, you should do this. And it seems like everyone so far is starting to start seeing a little crack in that Titan's vision because even recently Nazdormu said no no your your sister's death was a tragedy it shouldn't have happened right regardless of whatever silly thing whatever purpose that we want to ascribe you know ascribe to it it's it just it's still a tragedy right yeah so it, it's like every it seems almost like everyone it, it may it may seem it may be that like Alex Straz is the last, but she's also starting to kind of come around to Veranos' way of thinking. So 
I don't know. And like to think like who Aaron Etheria shacked up with. I mean, for all we know, like that's where maybe that's where the uh, maybe that's where the freaking uh, you know, whatever the, the incarnates came from almost. I don't know. Not maybe. No, I don't think so because they were they were best friends with Alexstrasza. But you know, maybe maybe, maybe oh, they yeah, went maybe they went there and they came back. I don't know. But they're heretics anyway. Whoever lives over there. Well, and so like that's what I'm intrigued about, right? Because like we've heard, especially earlier in the expansion, that Tyr didn't always get along with some of the other Titan keepers. You know, then they they were at odds. Titan Bowden, Titan Bowden. Wow, Tyr and Odin. I don't know who Titan and Bowden are, but. That's the thing. But uh, Tyr and Odin were kind of butting heads, right? And so Odin is wanting to find his heretics that are over in Avaloran. Could those heretics be working for or with Tyr? And is Tyr trying to hide them? And that is why he didn't want Aranethria to question what was west of the storm. Yeah, maybe. I mean... We're bringing Tyr back this expansion. I mean, it's pretty much been yeah, confirmed. Like, so is Tyr going to be part of us going west? Yeah, I mean, he could be. Uh, Tyr might just be like, you know what? Obviously, a lot has changed since I died. Um, so, yeah, I'll just tell you. <laughs> yeah, we got this old god hiding over on the other side of the world there. I sent my heretics to go kind of, you know, keep watch. Not my heretics. Tyr wouldn't call them heretics. I sent my people over there to keep watch. Odin thinks they're heretics. They're not really. Yeah. Odin's a jerk. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, they were really button heads originally. Like, like they didn't seem like they, they had any issue with each other up until Tyr was like, hey guys. I'm going to empower these dragons. Galakron is dead. I didn't do it. I helped a little bit. I just, I was just like, magic belt buckle. Right, I didn't do shit really. I just got my hand bit <laughs> off. Look, I got a silver hand now. It hurts. Uh, <laughs> and now I'm just like, hey man, these five dragons are fucking great. Like, let's just, just do it. All right. Uh, and tears, and tears, like, yes, absolutely. And Odin is like, are you out of your friggin' mind? <laughs> right. And that's kind of where the downfall started happening. Yeah. And and, and it's the friggin' funniest thing on the planet. When you think about it, that Odin got so upset, he literally went over to the side of Olduar <laughs> and ripped part of the building off. It was like, I'm taking my room and leaving. No, I keep losing at deals, and I don't want to make a deal anymore. I am leaving, and you can't stop me. I'm packing my bags. <laughs> I'm taking my ball good home. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's way worse than taking your ball and going yes. home. It's literally like taking a friggin' hacksaw to your friggin' double-wide trailer and taking what <laughs> half of it with you. <laughs> Screw you, I'm leaving. It's like, oh, take me and my Valajar, we're gonna go up in the sky. And it's like, and that totally is gonna work so well for you. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't see any issue with this plan of yours that you're gonna go turn part of your house into the freaking helicarrier from the Avengers and <laughs> <laughs> right basically uh, but you know it's in some magic land because we don't know where it actually is you just go stand in some light and then go I'm a warrior to get there <laughs> do you make that sound when you do it too I think you do yeah it's it's kind of like nice the, good job good job all right you just do like that 
and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, Odin, Odin's a psychopath. I'm I'm curious to know what you know. Bring bring Odin back in the story. I, w- I want to see Tyr and uh, Odin start yelling at each other. It'd be funny. Maybe next expansion. I don't know. There's there's a lot of silly things that I'd like to see, and I don't know how they actually fit it into the actual gameplay. Like I'm over here just like just make like a just like make a movie. <laughs> I'll just sit here and watch well, it. That would be amazing. But like we still have. I mean, I'm logically I know we're probably not getting a bunch of new content in ten three, but we could get little things here and there. You, Plus, we still well, have a point three. five and a point seven. Three doesn't exist. Remember, <laughs> I I refuse to accept this fact. Yet, I, so it hurts you know, me a little bit. I actually refuse to accept it too. Uh, the timeline. That's probably what's going to happen. Here, let me, let, you know what? I I wanted to bring this up just just to like as a fun little aside. You know how I actually think that ten three is going to happen because at BlizzCon World of Warcraft only has half of a hall. You'd think they'd probably go like. Hey, we got more demo stations for the freaking new expansion, right? It's just to me, if they're the only demo is like from kind of like, oh, you can go check, play some 10 3. Most people are gonna check that out for like five minutes and go, okay, that's was, that was all right. Right? I've I've played in the demos at BlizzCon, and usually I'm spending half of my allocated time retyping my macros so that I can feel like I can actually play. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. World of Warcraft is one of those games where you feel like, all right, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fix everything before you can actually play, because <laughs> everyone kind of has everything set the way that they play. But oh man, I just when I yeah when I saw the 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 BlizzCon map, I went, oh, there's a ten three. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But but either way, we still have time in this expansion to possibly see a Tyr and Odin interaction. You know, Odin can catch wind of. Oh, they brought Tear back? What the actual F? I'm gonna go see this guy. I'm gonna actually get maybe some something between them. Yeah, yeah, that, that could be. I'm, I'm down for it. It sounds good. I like it. And then they talk more about Avalorin. So we start getting a little more information about 11.0, like drip feeding it to us a little bit, as I like to do. Yeah, I, I, I think they, I don't know. As much as I enjoy these things and I enjoy this, these conversations, just sometimes I just want to say, can you, can you, can you, can you just tell us, can, can you just tell us, right? So this cryptic, weird ass shit that we're like, what, <laughs> what, what is this? Although it, it, it would, it would make for a shorter episode if they just told us. <laughs> That's for true, sure. True, true. It's like, well, listen up, everybody. Titans are robots. Thought, thought you would like to know. Uh, the first ones made a bunch of robots, and then <laughs> I mean, maybe I mean, that's, that's, what, that's what one of them was. So you never know. One of the members of the pantheon of death was a, a robot that was set up by the first one. So hey, I'm a tool. It's good to maybe maybe you're a robot. I don't. <laughs> That likes to rip things out of planets. It's yeah, fun. I mean, maybe that's how they were able to, uh, you know, Nor- Norganon was able to well, save their souls. They basically downloaded their friggin' from their hard drive and, you know, shipped it off into, <laughs> shipped it off over to Azeroth. They're like, ah, we'll put that over there for safekeeping since, you know, this, uh, this body is about to be destroyed by this Sargeras jerk. That's a, that's another rogue robot gone wild. 
Look at that. Sargeras would be a robot, too. Man. Man, if this happens, people are going to be so mad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Jumping the shark. Please don't. Please don't do that. Everything's robot. A loon is a robot. Did you know a loon's a robot? I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> I want to live. <laughs> Oh man, that was that's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, I don't have anything else other than excitement for the news to come, and then within the next month, do you have anything else? Uh, I don't know. I think I think I got it all. I think I have said as much as I can think of. Um. So yeah, I'm, I think we'll leave it there. Uh, yeah. yeah. As much as I can, I can chitty chat about this. Yep, yep. Until we know more, which I'm sure in 10 too, we're going to learn things and we're going to talk more about things. Oh, Lord. As, yeah. 10 2 needs to get here. And I sadly, I feel like at this point, we're after BlizzCon. Yeah, it's going to be after BlizzCon. For sure. Yeah. Probably going to be like, probably like maybe, maybe the following week, like the 7th, maybe even probably. the 14th. If they get into the 14th, like that's the week before Thanksgiving. So I don't know. I don't know. I think the 7th, they're going to be like, and it's all going to be available next Tuesday. You're welcome. You're but welcome. But wait, there's more. Here's 11 Wait, wait, wait. You're just jumping right to 11 I guess 10.3 doesn't exist. But I- wait, here's more. <laughs> here's what you're doing in 10.3. But here's even more. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blizzcon there, since there 2019. Go. Oh, it's the it's the freaking dwarf expansion because of course it is. It's the dwarf expansion, everyone. Oh my gosh, I'd be so happy if it was. I love dwarves. If it's the dwarf expansion, like then it, it might be like with Kazal Gore and things like that. My my I start I may have to main my rogue next expansion. Hear that oh. guild? I'm not healing you next expansion. Stop on my rogue. <laughs> it's screwed. Get someone else to heal. Uh, change shit. Um, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm set. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. But I guess being, speaking of being all set and all that, I suppose we can jump into the end since I got nothing else to say, right? You got nothing else to say? Yeah. Right? right? Okay. No, let's uh, flap our wings on over to the end there. Yeah. Flappy flap with the nature and all that good stuff. That's right. It is the part of the show where we say a quick thank you to all beautiful and wonderful and amazing patrons. I'd like to support the show to keep it keep it going. If you'd like to join their ranks and support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash live laugh lore. That's right. Libby says go to patreon.com slash live laugh lore. I heard her. All right. <laughs> Besides saying a big thank you to every single one of our patrons, we'd like to say a humongous, wonderful thank you to our top patrons. And those are Nick Ilabre, Craig Limas. Marjo, back from the beyond the veil, and now in Technicolor. Color, 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 color. <laughs> it Is gets. it vibrant? I'll bet it's vibrant. I mean, it was. I mean, if you remember, like, Technicolor back in the day, whenever you saw that, it's like, oh, jeez, Technicolor. Walt Disney, can it's, it's <laughs> right? so crazy. Technicolor. Uh, Ickis, Ickis is here as well. Nadoon, 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 Nadoon. Mud, 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 mud. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing <laughs> echoes, but Aphrodon is also here. <laughs> Dungeon Master Burke was also at Portland. Yay! And Mike Smith, Mike Smith, Mike Smith. All right, thanks everybody. You are freaking amazing. And I don't know why I put my soundboard away. It's time to break back out. Press this button. 
stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. We like to end every show on a positive note because the world needs more of it. This one's very simple, very quick, about a random act of kindness that happened in Jacksonville, Florida. It was nice that, you know, because usually you hear craziness out of Florida and this one's actually, it's a good, nice little simple story. It's great. There was a man who stood on the median of an intersection and held a couple of different signs one day. One said, have a wonderful day. I love you. And another one said, you are relevant. And he's also handing out sunflowers to people. Just such a seemingly simple act, but he gave up his time to do that. And that small act brought happiness and joy to people. Like spreading joy when there's just seems to be so little of it sometimes. So we just, we all need reminders that we are relevant, that we matter. So dear listeners, this is your reminder that you are relevant, that we love you. And we hope you have a wonderful day. Yes, I do hope you have a wonderful day. So if you are still listening to this, you do matter. You're relevant. And we do love you. Yeah. For so many reasons. Not just because you listen to this. Because you're cool. And you probably like, yeah, if you really wanted to like raid mythic level, you totally could. I'm just thinking you could do it. I, I can't. I can't. Do you know why I, I can't? I can't either. Do you know why I can't? It's because I don't want to dedicate the time. But if I had the time and I wanted to dedicate it, I could totally do it. I could totally do it. I'm just not going <laughs> to. But if you want to do it, you can do it. I swear. You can do it, listener. I swear. I believe in you. I believe in you. I have faith. <laughs> right. Right, right. But anyway. I think it's our cutie guy here. I, I guess. I guess that's our cutie guy here. Because... I don't know. I just start rambling about silly and wonderful things when, it, when people are, are cute and fight kind to each other. I love it. So simple and nice. I love it. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for listening to Live Laugh Lore. If you have a topic or a question you'd like us to discuss, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash livelaughlore and you can keep the show going for as little as a dollar an episode. You can watch Ali live on Twitch Sunday nights over at twitch.tv slash And you can watch Jin Monday nights at twitch.tv slash joint. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jin on Twitter at joint, and you can follow Ali at Ali Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care. <laughs>